If you're someone who has always wanted to get consistent clients in their online service-based business without the pressure to post on social media, I made this podcast specifically for you. I'm Leslie Stevens, and I am so excited to welcome you to the Not an Influencer show, where we chat about other organic marketing strategies that you can use to bring clients into your business quickly and easily, and the tangible tips for you to move forward faster in your business, and the stories of the entrepreneurs who are doing the same every single day. You do not have to be an influencer to be an impact maker and a successful online business owner. If you have ever spent way too much time and energy pumping out endless content for social media with little to no clients in return, let's stop doing it the hard way and let's do it the easy way with the client connection method. I teach this method in depth in my free training, how to book consistent clients without having to post on social media. The link is in the description. Go ahead, click it to grab your spot. I am so excited to have Maria with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? I'm so excited to be here and it's great to just support other fellow entrepreneurs to grow their business. Uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Thank you for doing what you do. And what I love to do every single day of my life is just kind of wake up and help other female entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs to grow their business without burning out along the way. There's so many moving components to starting and scaling a business that most people aren't aware of when they first start off until they're in it and on the court playing the game. And oftentimes, especially for women, because they're pulled in so many other directions with family and relationships and health or anything else, uh, they start to kind of get worn out. And so I help them implement systems that prevents them from burning out and keep thriving as they grow their business instead of getting depleted. Amazing. So how did you get into this? I got into it from my own personal breakdown, actually. I, as most of us, right, our mm-hmm. pain becomes our, our message. Uh, years ago, I had written a book. I was a mom of two, still a mom of two. And although I had another business in the legal field and it was thriving, my husband and I had started another business, which was in, it hit seven figures in a year. Uh, I started to kind of realize like, you know what, you can have all these wonderful things, have a thriving business, have amazing vacations. You know, we build a dream home, have all the things that check off all the boxes that we think we want. And then you get to a point where it kind of starts to take over you. You kind of get caught up in this ideology Mm -hmm. or the way you think things should be. And that happened in my life with my family. And before you know it, I was exhausted. I had developed a chronic health issue, an autoimmune disease, uh, Hashimoto's, and my relationship was starting to really take, just spiral downwards because I was more present to my business and success, Mm -hmm. or what I defined success as back then, which was just all about the money uh, and lifestyle. So I was more focused and present and putting all of my energy in there instead of like my motherhood. I thought I was a good mom. And I started to see all these other areas of my life get compromised and kind of get taxed. And it was starting to hurt. My marriage was on the rocks. We were starting to separate. Mm-hmm. And so something hit me and I'm like, something's not, this doesn't look like success. It doesn't feel like it. And <laughs> this isn't what it was supposed here. to be. 
it's like you check off all the boxes. Shouldn't it be different? Isn't there joy after that? Mm-hmm. And there, there actually wasn't. It was a lot of, like, like I said, health issues, just a lot of suffering. And so something clicked and I started to talk about it. And I realized it's something most women experience, whether it's in their career or just generally their work or if they're starting a business, but we weren't talking about it. We weren't talking about like this hidden dark side of success, so yeah. to speak. And I'm so glad that you're sharing this story because I went through a similar thing in my first business. I completely burnt myself out because I was in that hustle mode of trying to do everything. I had a successful business, but I was working all the time and I was getting all of the clients, but I was also working crazy hours and all of these things that I couldn't sustain. And my husband and I were talking about starting a family. And I was like, if we're going to start a family, I can't keep doing this. And I can't keep running my business this way. I can't keep living my life this way. So that's when I had this huge realization that like, okay, I have to find something else. And that's how I got into my new business, which is completely different. And I have a three month old today and I have like so much more joy in my life so much. Like, I feel like I have so much more space and time and it's really hard to describe it to people. Cause they're like, you have a three month old baby and suddenly you're more rested and like you're happier. And I'm like, yeah, because I put my priorities in the right space and I have a new definition of success that may not be what other people talk about. And it may not be success in somebody else's eyes, but the fact that I can be a mother and do what I love every single day and be a wife to my husband, that whole picture, I think that's more important to talk about. And I'm so happy that that is what you do and you talk about it and you help other people through it as well. So how did you get your first client doing this? Oh, okay. So it kind of started with, I call it like the female entrepreneur version of me too. So I started to, so I, everybody had this image of me, oh, Maria and Cyrus are this power couple and they're so successful and look at everything. You look at their life and, oh, are you away again? And it was real because we did create that reality. And yet there was so much that wasn't authentic about it. So it was time for me to start talking about it. And you know, what's crazy. I love your story and it's important that we all talk about it because there's millions, like if you look at the stats, there's millions of women off ramping from their career or shutting down a business they love because they haven't figured out yet how to integrate it all in a way that works. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're not talking about it and we're pretending it's not there more people are suffering and it's by the millions just in this country alone every year with no end in sight. That's just a growing number. The who just declared um, burnout as a real disease, Mm -hmm. you know, so this is a real thing that nobody was addressing. And so I started to talk about it and before you know it, uh, and it was more talking about it in my intimate circles with friends and it was still kind of a quieter conversation. It wasn't a blast on social media yet. And I also had clients for my book and it was moms. 
And they started to kind of talk about it too. The more I was talking about it, the more they had this space. It was opening up this, um, just the space to talk about it some more for them too. And before you know it, there was one mom in uh, my mommy network. Uh, it was like a mommy support group, a local group. And I was just sharing about my story and I'm kind of, I was kind of saying, and I'm feeling called to do something else with this, with this challenge. And I don't know what it is yet. And one mom was like, I think you're already doing it and you've already been helping people with it. And can I know more about it? So to answer the question, it was just being authentic, sharing the story and doing it within my close networks at first. And that's, and then right there, someone related and was like, I'm struggling with the same thing. And that was my first client. I was coaching before that for about two years. I started off as a volunteer coach in other programs. And, and it was just because I loved it. And then eventually I was like, you know what? Just like you said, I, I think it's time to switch. So I left like the corporate world. I left the legal field and then started helping women more and more. And then it really, at first, the first year, it grew more through referral and word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And referrals are so powerful. Like people don't even think of them. They're like, oh, I'm just going to put everything out on social media. But when you have that person with that relationship with you, their story and them communicating it to the people that they know is so powerful. So it's about like creating this program and creating this space where you're really creating value for that person and a transformation for that person that makes them want to go and tell the world. Yes. So how would you suggest that people go about getting their first client? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think it draws back to getting clear on what your message is, right? And a lot of the times that does come through. There's someone said our, our mess is our message. Oh, <laughs> yes. So, you know, first of all, not judging whatever it is that you're going through. If you are experiencing some turning points, some pain, some challenge in your life, because that may be the very first thing that you are being called to help with, right? Your challenge is going to, hopefully if you do the work and you overcome it, it's going to bring you to the other side. And on the other side of that could be the very exact thing you're called to do. So first thing I would say is get support, get help. Don't judge wherever you are. Get the support that you need. It's going to probably lead you down a path that you're going to be very excited about later. And then from there, get clear on what it is that you learned from that. What are the golden nuggets you got from that journey? And what is it now that you can pay forward, right? Get clear on what your offering is and start talking about it. Start sharing about it. Just like I did, like, don't hide it. Go into, don't go into hiding about what's going on. Start talking about it. And you may be surprised how many more people out there are experiencing the same thing you are. And so the first thing, if I were to get strategic about it, if you're just starting off, I would say share about it in your networks, right? I have this program where we talk about uh, creating your own customized plan to success, like your own blueprint. And we find three different pathways that you feel can help you get started that you're most comfortable with. Most com not necessarily completely comfortable, but most comfortable. <laughs> And so for me, my first year, it was, I created my own blueprint and it was uh, networking, public speaking, 
and then one-on-one clients. And I found that one actually was feeding the other. And then I created an action plan around that. And so I started to speak at women's conferences and then that obviously leads to networking, which then led me to, I think it was maybe my first, it's what led to the first hundred K in my business was those three pathways on my blueprint. And so that's a really great way. Once you start doing that, referrals start working for you and, uh, and it can actually grow from there. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You said finding your own pathway. One of the biggest things that led me to my burnout in my first business was that all of the advice that I was given to get clients when I transitioned my business online was to post on social media and essentially that I needed to kind of act like an influencer because I had a health and wellness business. I was a dietitian and a personal trainer. So, you know, every aspect of my life was also content. But when I was talking about my sleep or my eating or my working out, I started to realize my whole life was just turning into content. And either I felt like I needed to show people or I was behind because I wasn't showing people enough. And Mm -hmm. it just, put me in the cycle of like, especially as an introvert, I didn't really want anybody to know much about my life. So this was exactly the opposite, but I was trying to do it because I thought that's the way you were supposed to. So I was trying to stick to that format, to that plan. And yeah, it worked. It worked great. But at what cost to me and my mental health and how I was actually functioning on a daily basis. So when I decided to let go of that business, cause I honestly just could not maintain the marketing of it. That's what it all came down to. And I loved it, but I had to let it go. And then I found something that like deep down, like I loved and enjoyed so much more than that. And I would have never known because that was a successful business. It was successful, but I wasn't as happy as I could be. My life wasn't the way that success should have felt to me. And I found podcasting as my way, which I've tried everything, but finding a podcast, finding a way to communicate with people, talk about their stories, being able to, even if like one person hears something that could change the direction of their business, like that to me is everything because I know somebody is going to get value from it. And it feels so easy for me. It doesn't feel like it's energy draining where posting on Instagram every day was totally energy draining, but that's also what led me to creating this podcast. So it was that struggle that led into this new business for me. So I I just love that creation of your own thing and not feeling like you're stuck inside of a box. So, so true. when you started public speaking, is there anything that you would suggest to people about how to start public speaking if they've never done it before? Just start. <laughs> that would be the very basic answer. Just, um, just do it. There's ways. I know some people have a really big fear of public speaking. I didn't when I was younger. Um, I was, I performed in Madison Square Garden. Like I was on big stages when I was little. However, I was assaulted later in my adult life. And that just put me into, um, 
really big fear of being seen. And I felt like I had to hide in order to be safe. <clears throat> and so I understand some people do have legit fear of public speaking and there's ways to overcome that. And there's work that I did and I also help my clients do to move past that fear and dissolve the fear. So that's a, that's a true thing. However, most of the time it's not a, a trauma or a big fear that's attached to public speaking. It's just something a little lighter. So I would say just feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. keep, just do it anyhow. And then there's a little thing that, uh, a little technique that I take my clients through. It's just so simple. You just take the camera, any camera, take your phone and start recording what's true to you. Authenticity just goes such a long way. Don't worry about perfection. Just say what's in your heart in the moment. And if you're, if you go back and watch it and you feel like it wasn't exactly what you wanted to say, then just go ahead and hit delete and do it again. And so we call it the record and release or record and dump technique, which just, you start to do it and you get even more and more comfortable. And then before you know it, you could be on a hike. I have clients that were afraid of public speaking and now they do massive speaking to promote their book or whatever it is that they do. And I watch them now, they'll be just going on a hike and 10 seconds and they'll just share a little golden nugget, a wonderful little tip. And I know where they came from, so I know what's possible. So I would say, just go ahead and do it. And you can always just hit trash if you don't like it. I Your love that. very forgiving. That's such a good recommendation. I can't tell you how many videos I've taken and then deleted. I used to be terrified of public speaking or speaking on any type of video. I like to the point where I had a, to do my master's degree presentation and defend my thesis. And one of the feedback messages was she sounds nervous. And I was like, yeah, I, I was nervous, <laughs> but I knew if I was going to do my business online, I was going to have to break through that at some point because at some point I wanted my business to be at the scale where I would be the face of it and be able to communicate with people. So I actually started teaching spin classes at five o'clock in the morning because I knew I was terrified to get up in front of people, but I knew I could work out. And I knew if it was early in the morning, it was early enough where I couldn't think about it too much. And I would have to get on that bike in front of 50 people every morning and just keep talking and talking and talking <laughs> until it got easier. <laughs> I mean, I do not suggest that for everybody, but it did get easier. <laughs> it's just getting used to it. And it is weird to see yourself on camera sometimes. At first you're like, whoa, it's kind of, I'm talking to myself, right? So uh -huh. there's a little bit of a weirdness to that experience, but the more you do it, it gets less. It just becomes normal, like anything else in life. Yeah. So... I love that you were like, I'm not going to have the camera right in my face. I'm just going to be me and do it in front of a group. And it got you more and more used to seeing, because there's that other component when you're seeing people's responses to you as you're speaking. At first, it's like, whoa, you kind of are like, I'm not sure what that face means. And I'm not sure what that, you know, itch meant, you know, to, and you kind of get in your head and it could be distracting to your message. But the more you do it, the more you flow through it. Yeah. So how do you go about finding those types of opportunities? So here's what's great about this particular uh, exercise and program about finding your three pillars, setting your goal and finding three ways to get there and then creating a plan from there is 
you'll notice that when you're very intentional about it and strategic about it, and you're clear about, okay, these are the three ways I'm going to do it. As you take action around them, one starts to support the other leg, so to speak. And so, for example, if you go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'll go network. One of those legs for me was networking. So you look for that networking event in your local community and Nowadays, even in virtual space, there's even more availability to access networking groups, right? Um, and I, I just want to ask that find a networking group specific to your niche and more specific to what you do, right? You're not necessarily going to go to, I don't know, the Chase Wall Street Journal, um, you know, networking group if you're going to go talk about, if you want to talk about clean skin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so just kind of try to get a little more um, refined with your networking groups and calendar, I don't know, an X amount, five amount, five groups or three events per month. And you start going to them, you get really clear on your 10 second, you know, what do I do speech, your elevator speech or whatever, and start sharing about what you do. Stay in your lane. Don't try to support everybody, stay, get clear on what you help people with and just keep sharing that. And even if that person is not your ideal client right then and there, if you're clear with what you do, they might think of their wife or their cousin or their neighbor or their sister and they start recommending you to them. So that's one thing, that's one way. And then you'll notice as you're, when I was going to networking events, people will say, oh my gosh, you know what? I think you would be a great speaker for this conference coming up. You know, I did it last year. They talked a little bit about what you do, but I may be able to connect you with the host or, right? So somebody within that conference, and then all of a sudden you might be invited to speak to a conference or you reach out to them and they may be looking for speakers. You just never know. And so that's kind of how it opened up for me. And then the more public speaking I was doing, the more events and conferences I was invited to speak at, somebody in the audience or someone else in there is going to invite you to the next speaking event, right? So one thing starts to lead to the other. And then from there, it feeds your one-on-one. -on -one. You're meeting people at the events, you're networking at these conferences, and then you're possibly generating that first client or just growing your client base or you're generating leads. Yeah. It's all about that communication, just getting comfortable with communicating what you do and how you can help people. And at first, it's probably not going to come out exactly how you want it to. And I know a lot of people who are just starting try to explain everything that they can do. And there's just a thousand things that they can do. But when you're speaking to someone and you're trying to get something across, you have to condense it down. You have to make a point. You have to make it memorable, which that's one of the mistakes I did when I first started my business. I was like, I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a personal trainer. I can help with this, 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 this. And then people are like, okay, well, I don't know who, who I could recommend to you because you do too many things. And I didn't realize it until I got further along in my business where I was trying to reach more people than just the people I knew. But when you just start communicating, like just start talking to one person and then the more comfortable you get telling that one, you can start with your best friend. If you call your best friend and be like, Hey, can you ask me what I do and then explain to them what you do? And if they don't understand it, then you know you need to go back and practice a little bit more. 
and say, okay, mom, this is what I do. Does that make sense to you? And then the more you do that, like just talk to one person today and it could take you so much further than if you just sit there and think about it. I think we get too fearful sometimes to take that first action. But like you said, all of that compounds on each other. When you go and network and you talk to one person, that could open like 10 more doors for you. (laughs) Yes, it does. It's amazing. Even if it's just 10 people at that event, let's say, on a chamber of commerce, let's just say, if you never know what it will lead to. And to your point, clarity is key. Get clear on who you serve, what you offer, and you'd be amazed. Even whether it's 10 people at a small workshop or hundreds of people at a a major conference, it's amazing. all of a sudden people will say it just this past weekend, a friend was letting me know, Hey, one of my friends is going to reach out to you. Cause she called me to vent. And so her a friend called a friend to just talk about what's going on in their business. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I have to connect you with Maria. So it's just, when you're clear, you pop up in someone's mind when they're trying to help someone else. Maybe they can't help specifically, but then you become a resource that they can offer to someone they love. So getting clear is is key to growing, to getting that first client and you just never know where it's gonna come from. But if you just keep sharing about it, it will come. Yeah, and this isn't something we usually talk about on this podcast, but you're actually the perfect person to ask this question to because I know a lot of people go through it. How do you move past already being in a successful career to do something different to find that version of success for, for yourself, that true version of success for yourself. So, yeah. Do you mean, how do you transition from yes. a successful business to doing something that you love and is successful? Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I love that question. Uh, I'm so glad you asked and I wish it for every person out there to find something that's in their heart and lights them up because then it's like, you're in it for the long haul. You're doing it for your heart. You're doing it for your heart more than for, for your money, right? Now that they, they both matter, but then if you, I always say, if your boss is your heart, oh, you're never going to let yourself down. You put your all into it, right? So it's just a whole other way of living and working. And so if you're already, the reason why I like your question is because a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, it's easy for you to leave it because it was already a successful business. It's harder for me to leave my business because, you know, or my job because, you know, I have to work, but I hate it. And so sometimes people think it's easier to leave something if it's successful or it's easier to leave something if it's horrible. I have to say either way, it's hard. Whether you hate what you do or you love what you do, it's not easy to leave it. Um, I kept looking back and saying, this is how do you leave something that's, you know, making multiple six figures. And, you know, like that was not an easy decision to make, but I knew it was eating me up alive. So I always say, get clear again, clarity is key in everything. So if I were to transition from where I am now to something that's going to light me up every day, what exactly is it and who do I serve? When you have that knowing, you just, you kind of have this confidence 
to take that step in that direction. It just becomes easier because now you're clear on what you're going to do. A lot of the times I see people hesitate because they still aren't sure what it is that they're doing yet, right? So getting clear on who you serve and what you do is key. It just kind of becomes your fuel. And start with creating that goal. So what is it that do you want to have, you know, you want to start with five clients? What is it that you're going to charge? Is it going to be, are you aiming for 5K a month? What is it that, that's going to help you transition financially? So if you're making 5K a month in your business right now, you're like, okay, it's going to make it easier for me to transition if I do what I love and also make 5K a month. Great. What is it that is going to bring that 5K a month in this coaching business, let's say? Well, if I'm charging clients $1,000 a month and it's five clients, great. So what are some ways that you're going to connect with those five clients or generate at least like 20 leads so that you can have several intro sessions that will convert to five clients. So it's breaking down where you're going. It's breaking down like, okay, this is my goal. What is it that I need to do? How many clients, how many lead generations? Ooh, if I don't know where to find the clients. Well, then how about those five networking events a month then, right? Start there. So when you have an action plan, all of a sudden you're motivated to make that transition. If you don't have an action plan and everything is kind of fuzzy and you don't know where you're heading and you don't know your destination, you're way more hesitant to start on that path, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like having planning a vacation, know where you're going so that you can plan for that vacation properly so that you can start buying the ticket, getting the sunscreen, right? Or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, if you know where you're going, it'll be easier for, for you to take those first steps in that direction. Um, and then give yourself a timeline. You're not necessarily traveling tomorrow, right? If we stick with that analogy, you're going to plan six months from now. So give yourself a timeline that you can start reverse engineering from there. And then you just start to feel more confident. Don't, I always tell everyone, don't just, if you can, don't just walk away from the job, mm -hmm. create a plan first. It'll make it easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you already have something that's established that is very hard to let go. I had a really hard time letting go of my first business. And that's what I did was I kept that business and I took one step forward in creating a new business. And I set a goal income amount and gave myself a timeline. If I didn't have a timeline, usually if you don't have a timeline, you're not going to take action on it because it's like, oh, I'll just do that next month. Or, oh, I'll just do that a few months from now because you're going to be busy with whatever you're doing. But I hit my goal in a month because I had a plan, even though it was three months, I hit it in a month and I was able to prove it to myself then that, okay, my heart is in this, my soul is in this, I can create success and feel really good over here so I can let go over here. And then it just took the other business further because I had all my energy focused on it. But it's scary. Sometimes you do just have to take the first step. Yes. Yes. Everything starts with that first step. Everything. And sticking to the trip analogy, you're going to have to buy that ticket. Otherwise, how are you going to get there? Right? Or rent the car or whatever. Take that first step and it's going to be the very first step that's going to get you to the next one and the next one and the next one until you reach that destination. Congratulations on hitting that goal in your first month. <laughs> Thanks to that action plan. It's, and that's the magic of it. Mm -hmm. That's the power of it. That's amazing. Yeah.
Well, if other people want to create that type of life for themselves, how do they get in contact with you and how can they work with you? Sure. So I have an awesome workshop um, on my website, but they can always find it at mariagabrielle.com slash workshop. And not only does it help someone get clear, it offers uh, that blueprint that we talked about, that customized plan that helps you take that first step, gets you clear on your destination, your desired goal. Uh, but it also goes through how to do it in a way where it is time efficient, but also it doesn't, it's not a time suck. It's not a time drain. It doesn't overwhelm you and stretch you thin and, you know, burn you out along the way. Because that is something that we don't always does come with success. So we want to take that equation out. And so this program helps you get clear on how to do that. So it gives you a lot of formats, exactly how to go Perfect. And I have that link. So I'll leave it under the video and under the podcast in the description so people can grab that because I know there are going to be a ton of people who want it. But thank you so much for chatting with us today. It was such a joy. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Of course. Of course. If you want to learn more about different marketing strategies to bring consistent clients into your business without feeling the pressure to post on social media, make sure you watch the free training on the client connection method, which is in the description below. Thanks for hanging out with us today.